What's up, Caleb? What's up? I know we're kind of, I guess not really that close, but we're somewhat like friends. I, I wouldn't really yeah. say like super close, but you know, if if, if I see you, I, I I'd talk to you. But uh, yeah, I'm glad to have you here. Glad to have you here. How's your day been? Glad to be here. Uh, <laughs> it's been good. Just kind of been have you done sleeping half the day. Yeah, I feel like nowadays people sleep whenever they want because you just so much more like there's so much more freedom that you can really sleep whenever you want unless you're like a child that has a lot of chores and like you do everything in your family. But I feel like for most families, you can do a lot and then get a lot of rest at the same time. Like for me, I I can get sleep whenever I need to. Like I'm never that busy. I don't know about you. What about you? Uh, I'm really never busy either. I can sleep anytime, but sometimes I just sleep during the day and I'm on defending my base into the night. I gotta make sure <laughs> I don't get that really happening. Yeah, I, I mean, don't want to lose my hours well, of progress. Oh yeah, because you have a, over what, a thousand hours, right? Yeah. That's Jesus Christ. That's 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 insane to me. I mean, it's 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 insane to have an, a thousand hours uh, on a game, let alone, but on rest. Out of all games, Russ, really? <laughs> really, bro? This is the What's game so good about Russ? Hooked into. Uh, I just like the PvP aspect, and I like uh, just fighting clans. I like just playing with big groups, and I just like enjoying it. I kind of got into it because, um, I don't know, you know Troy, right? Yeah, of course. Troy kind of, yeah, Troy got me into Russ. He, uh... He had it. He told me to get it one day, and I got it. And then from that day forward, I've played Rust so many days. I think it's, like, the only game I really play that much anymore. Well, you, you said a big group. So how many people are in, like, your group of, like, clan or what not? Um, right now I'm not playing with my main team. I'm playing with some friends uh-huh. for four right now. Okay. And whenever What's I play like the with average? my main team... Yeah. The average is probably like solo, duo to trio, but the oh, server okay, I'm playing on, because it's one of the most competitive servers in all of Rust, uh, uh-huh. there's like 20 man clans on this server. Oh, okay, I see. Well, you see, so, I don't, I've, I, I like the, the aspect of Rust, like the whole graphics, everything, like, I like it, it's just, I feel like if I played it, I wouldn't like it, because I feel like it's too, uh, the, I, I feel like the, the players are way too toxic, I mean, I've seen people play that game and... Oh, yeah, it's kind of like Call of Duty. Like I mean, if anything, they're worse. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are toxic on Rust. And honestly, just one thing that's hard for most people is learning the recoil. You have to learn recoil control for, like, every single weapon in Rust if you want to be good at the game. And, like, know all oh, of yeah, them. Yeah, I, I have seen So they reset yeah. the recoil not that long ago. And yeah, I've seen the... They, so pretty much everyone with hours the, before, the they had to, like, do it again. But, yeah. Yeah. I've seen the recoil in Rust. It's pretty off. Like I feel like like I've seen it like like one bullet and then you fly up in the air. But like in 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 games where it's like that, where I guess the whole point of it is to kill players, and you kind of have to you know rework a lot of stuff, especially the recoil, because that's like the whole point of aiming. And so if you have bad recoil, then you're gonna have some pretty bad aim. And like plus like the whole point of Rust is kind of like a, a survival multiplayer killer game. It's like arc kind of. It's like a combine of like arc and Call of Duty, 
So the whole aspect of it in, in general with the whole recoil, is, I think is honestly a good idea because they know that they have players who dedicate their time to it. Like, for example, you and, like, your friends, right? Like, they like you guys spend all your time playing Rust, so they know that. And so if they make – and so if, if they make something hard to master, they know they'll have you guys, like, playing for more hours too just to master the aim. So I think it's a pretty smart idea by the developers of Rust because they know if they make something hard – They'll make people who are, like, stands of the games, they'll know that people will dedicate their time to it and end up getting maybe more money, who knows. Wait, wait, so yeah. what can you get in Rust for, like, real-life money? Uh, you can get skins, and that's pretty much about it. That's it? Skins are really cool in Rust, though. They have some really Damn, nice so skins out there. I have a couple. And then also, if you watch Twitch oh. drop sometimes, you can get uh, free skins on Rust. Uh -huh. Like, the newest ones that came out. I like the oh, AK yeah. skins I got from it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, I mean a lot of games I know do that too, like Call of Duty and I, I, and like Fortnite. Like a lot of the, the the killer games, since they have like skins implemented into the game, what they'll do is they'll have a Twitch like broadcasting tournament, and if you watch like a set amount of time of it, you get a free reward. So it's smart because not only does like Twitch get more people in it, but the company that like the the game that that's doing it gets like more people to like find their game because if you're just someone that goes on Twitch daily and not play and like you don't really play games and then you find a, a random game and then you know and then you look at it it kind of gets you hooked so it's smart and plus if anything you don't have to really spend that much money because you give away a free cosmetic and Twitch and 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 the game both get something out of it at, at the same time you know the game is getting viewers they have a whole tournament and Twitch is getting more users on it so from both sides it's 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 smart either way I don't really see it being too difficult. I just think you need a, a big community or a big size of a game in order to really get you somewhere into Twitch. Because, I mean, Twitch is really, like, the only live streaming site that you see nowadays. I mean, YouTube is one thing, too. Even TikTok is starting to get on there. But to be fair, TikTok is more of, like, a, a, a money scam. I mean, have you seen those, like, uh, moms who have, like, those children who look, like, really disabled? Like, the big head kids? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty messed I've up because, like, they'll, they'll sit there. They'll sit there by the hospital bed by the kid saying, guys, this is my child. He, they had this. And then people will just give a bunch of money. And it's literally exploitation at its finest. Like, this, if anything, it should be illegal. Like, I know it maybe doesn't violate any rules because it's the people's choices to give money. But in my own opinion, I feel like that's kind of using your child. Like, you gave birth to a child that has a rare disability, right? And you use that in order to bank off of it. I find that really messed up because if yeah. you view your child as a as a as a cash money, right? No, was a, a cash grab. What's the point of having a child? It's it's like, like what would they do if they had a a child that didn't have that disability? You know what I mean? Like if they had a child yeah. that was normal. Well, no, not not not. not I mean, uh, not normal. All, all kids are normal, but like uh, a non-disabled child, right? What would they do? Because then they couldn't make money because they live off of TikTok for their stupid money income. And it's weird because I see so many people get money off of TikTok. I don't know how. There are There's like a group of people on TikTok who just go into lives and give a bunch of money. They, they give like away something like uh, called a rose. And that rose is like worth a dollar, right? So people are donating thousands of roses and not like, you know, hundreds and not thousands. So right there from one person. And TikTok doesn't take that money. I'm pretty sure TikTok takes like... 10%? Let me see how let me see how much real quick. Uh, I'm pretty but sure it's 10 or 20. Out of that. Yeah, how much? 
money does TikTok take from? I'm just because like I know most. Oh no! Oh damn! TikTok does a fifty-fifty. Oh Jesus Christ! So actually, people are not doing that. They are, they're basically just giving TikTok money because it's a, it's a fifty-fifty. So if someone gives you like a a hundred roses, which is one dollar a piece, you get fifty out of that. But the thing is, it's smart though because TikTok gets donations so much more. Like you know what I mean? Like TikTok averages donation a lot more. So to to take fifty, it's much more easier. Also. You can really live stream whatever you want on TikTok. Unlike Twitch or YouTube, where it depends on the kind of person you post. But on TikTok, you can post whatever you want. Like, you can be a gaming account and, and post, like, a meme or, like, a day-in-the-life uh, video. And no one cares because, to them, it's TikTok. It's like, you know, you just post, like, it's, it's from them. It's not like a whole YouTube channel. So it's, it's smart because people can just make money off, off, off of whatever they want on TikTok. And that's why, and, I, and, I, and so I kind of see why TikTok takes it to 50-50 because... They just get so much money from lives that if they were if they weren't people would be getting rich. Like I mean, I don't I, I see people getting exposed for like not I like, know not exposed, but people literally refuse to get jobs and they sit on lives begging for money to get their coffee paid for or to get their uh, rent paid for the month. And it's it's evil and selfish, but yet some people will pay for it despite not knowing them and knowing the fact that the person who who just got all their money will forget who they are. Like if I it like it's like it's like giving a, a, a Twitch streamer right like like a thousand bucks, they'll remember it for like that one day and maybe before they go to sleep like oh my god today I got a you know a thousand dollar dono, but then the very next day they're gonna go back to the grind of streaming and they don't care anymore about the thousand dollars that they got donated because obviously they want more, unless you give someone like retirement money, they don't really care no but I mean I mean. Unless you get someone enough money to retire, I don't think they really care. But plus, you can't really... There, there's no need to retire from streaming because streaming is just so easy in itself. I mean, as long as it's not something that requires skill, which I guess could be like a, a bathtub stream where people just go into a stream with their bathrobes on and then they sit in a pool and then they just like... They, they like to flirt with the, with the viewers because they know the viewers are basically either horny-ass dudes or young dudes who just, like, discovered what, like, I guess, what would you call it? Like, being horny is? So, yeah, and then after that, they get a lot of money from it, and then the people, and they, they know that. I, I saw this video, there's this Twitch streamer, she spent, she, I'm pretty sure it's a loop, but she loops a video of her standing up and saying, guys, in uh, in a minute, I'll go in the bathtub, but I need this many, uh, I need this, this much money. And, but turns out, she doesn't do it, because you know what, it's a loop. It's a four-hour loop of her just constantly begging and asking for money. And then, once she does get in the bathtub, it's at the end of the stream for ten minutes. And then the, the stream ends. And then, of course, she uh, she does she d- deletes her uh, t- t- uh, her streams. That way, people can't expose her for, like, yo, what you're doing is fishy as hell because you're just scamming dudes for four hours. And afterwards, you get money for ten minutes of work. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, she just record her, her, of herself just saying... Guys, give me money for like a four-hour video, and dudes will give her money, to not not even knowing if it's an actual video or if it's like a loop. Like the way internet scamming has become is so hidden, because in in our eyes, this isn't really internet scamming because you know it's, it's the viewer's choice to give the money. But when you deep down think of what they're doing, it's kind of a scam, and it's kind of fucked up to what extent that they're doing it to. Uh, they'll get you know they'll get di- plus. 
you can tell it's a loop because whenever they get like a big donation, you realize that they don't respond to it. Because obviously, who will get, like if you get a big donation, you should you know respond to it, but they don't do that at all. So I don't like mm-hmm. the whole yeah. donating. I don't like the the donating aspect of of streaming. I mean, of course, you gotta make money, but the way they do it is pretty fucked up. Like earn money through like like earn money the way you deserve it. Like you know, if you like you want to earn money, if you really deserve it, you shouldn't be earning money for just looping a video of you going in the bathtub saying, "Guys, I'm gonna get into the yeah. lap." But because the thing is, they'll wear like. Um, like a bra and like some panties, like they'll wear like a bath, like I don't know, but like they'll they'll wear showy clothes, but just don't show the things that the men want until the very end, because they know once they do that, the money's gonna cash in even more, and I mean a lot more, because once the dudes get what they wanted to see the entire time, then they're gonna be there, and then they'll get more money to get more to get more of what they just got, because if you feed into someone's addiction, then you get more, then they get more addiction, but. On on addiction, do you think having an addiction can be healthy? Um, I don't really know. I mean, no, I actually don't even think so. Having an addiction could be healthy. I mean, because most that? addictions are like getting addicted to like drugs or like maybe an eating addiction mm. or something, and then that's not gonna help yeah. you. That's not gonna be healthy for you. So true. Uh, I was saying about that last night. I'm like, because when you think about an addiction, it's something that can, like, an addiction can be something that really puts a toll in your life, no matter how, what it is. Like, you can be addicted to saving someone's life. Like, like, or no, you can be addicted to, like, working, and then they call that a workaholic. You can be addicted to drinking. You call that, you know, an alcoholic. When you have an addiction, you get labeled as something, and I think that's the issue. Because if you label someone as, a, as someone, like, if you get someone a label with what they're addicted to, they kind of view that as bad. Like, even if it's a good thing. Like, uh, I, I could be addicted to, I don't know, feeding the homeless. Every day I go out for eight hours feeding the homeless. And then people people call me a a homeless lick, you know? Like, kind of like an alcoholic, but for homeless people. And then, and in my mind, I could feel kind of bad for it because it feels like I'm getting shamed for it. So, in my eyes, I think having an addiction can be good and bad. But it just kind of counts on what an addiction really is. You know what I mean? Because you can be addicted yeah. to playing video games. And as long as you keep a a, a, a healthy life stable, if you eat, if you drink, if you shower, if you work, if you you know exercise, you can be addicted to games and do all of that other stuff, which is going to keep you alive and still be addicted to games. Like, you could play games for, like, I don't know, what, what would really make an addiction? Like, how long did you, do you have to play a game for to count it as an addiction? Like, maybe eight hours a day or... I guess more than five? Um, I don't really know. I mean, just today, I've kind of been off most of the day, but I think I've played for like three, maybe two hours of rest today. But, I mean, in the past two weeks, if I'm being honest, this, this is going to be very mad. It's going to be very bad for me to say. It, it's it's really embarrassing. I've been, In the past two weeks, I've played rest for 104 hours. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, that's counting two weeks, so if I played for, like, five hours every... Mm, be ten well, hours, actually. One week is, like, a hundred and seven... No, I'm pretty sure... Hold up. How many... I'm pretty sure it's, like, a hundred and something hours for a week. So, in that week... In that way, you're playing, like... That's basically a whole week of gameplay right there. Or, no. Six days, I guess. Yeah, six days. Six days. Hold up. Wait, you said 104, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. So, like, you played... That's like five days of 
gameplay right there for all, all in rough. So for five, that means you could play for five full days, and then the next what um, nine days you could just do nothing out like you know get off of rust. Uh, that's that's weird to imagine though. One hundred and one hundred and four hours on rust over the span of fourteen days. Jesus Christ! I don't think I've ever been that addicted to something before. Jeez. Yeah. But like, to be fair, we're young. There isn't much we can do in our life, you know. Like, we can't work just yet. I mean, actually, no, we could work. It's just like, you know, there, no no cars, you know. And plus, like, we we don't really have a use for money yet. When you think about it, like maybe you need to save it up for college. But in my own opinion, I, I don't think money is really valuable as a kid unless you go out a lot. Like, if you know someone that goes like 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 I know a few of my friends that go out a lot and. They have to get a lot of money and since they spend a lot of money. Like, one of my friends, he's making a whole business, and recently, all his money was, like, taken by his parents to buy a, a car. It's pretty weird because, like, it just shows that the kids don't need the money. Because that dude had all the money saved up, right? He didn't know what, He said he was aiming it to be a, a millionaire before 18, but instead, the parents, who had a use for it, took it and bought a car. So, maybe kids need a use, but I just don't think, in a kid's mind... If you have more than a thousand dollars, there really isn't much that you're gonna need. Like I think at minimum, if you want like a new console, then it's like eight hundred bucks. You know, like the PS Five is like five hundred, six hundred if you like resell it, and then the Xbox is like probably the same amount. I mean, maybe if if, if you're like a gamer like you and like you have over a thousand dollars, you might as well just buy a fucking PC. So I guess in that use, you could have a PC for a grand. But at the same time, that's also like parents also chipping in. I don't think a parent wants to see their kid spend all their money that they saved up a long ass time for on a PC. Like, uh, like you know Roland, right? Yeah. Yeah, he has like a grand saved up, so he doesn't and he doesn't spend it. He's saying it's he's saving it for college, which is a smart idea because in his life he he doesn't really care. Like he's not, he's not really a, a gamer. Like yeah, yeah, he plays games, but he's not a, a, like a dedicated time wasting gamer. In his mind, a PC isn't as valuable as college, which is good because he's valuing his education. Why, like, it's, it's weird to imagine how so many people nowadays, especially, like, the younger kids who play, like, Fortnite and stuff, they value a, a career of, like, Twitch streaming and gaming more over college and high school and getting an actual job and, like, a relationship and, you know, having a future. Because you never know. Imagine a game dies one day. What are you going to do? Like, you're literally out of a job right there. That's, it's all over for you, bro. It's all over. Like, you're actually screwed. So, I, I think it's just depending on, on, on what you do. So, Caleb, what are your plans for the future? Um, I either want to go to the Air Force or I want to uh, work as, like, an engineer in the Army. I just want to oh. go to the Army. That's, that's nice, that's nice. Oh, what, 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 uh, wait, wait, what'd you say again? What branch in the army? Air Force. Okay, that's nice. Does it come from, like, your family or something? Like, uh, a... well, half of my, most of my family hasn't been in, like, the Air Force. They've been in the Army, the Navy, uh-huh. and I don't know if I'm always in the Coast Guard, but I've always wanted to be into the Air Force because I really like planes, I like jets and stuff. It's oh, yeah. really cool. That's, so. yeah. I think you should definitely do that because... People, like, America needs their army, you know? Like, no matter what you do, an army is always important because if, if, without you or other army, you know, like, other veterans, like, other fighters, our country would be, would, wouldn't be would be the way it is today. Like, a 
a lot of other countries could have invaded us easily and just attacked us. But no, we have a we have, we have a strong civil army that can easily keep up with other countries apart from my country, Vietnam, because obviously, well, actually, you know, to be fair, the whole Vietnam war situation is pretty much different because in its own aspect, Vietnam is undefeated, but at the same time, they're kind of defeated because it was a North versus South. It was like a civil war. So you could basically say they're a tied country, like they lost, but they also won. But in terms of America, America did lose to Vietnam because America was helping the South, and then the North ended up beating the South. So in that, in in, in so in its own way, the North beat America because you know they were helping each other. But yeah, so it's it's pretty weird to imagine how even if you're the biggest countries like France, you know Russia, Germany, you can lose so easily just because tactical or like. You have to fly to the country. Like, for example, like, if you're helping a country in Asia with its... No, like, uh, let's take Ukraine, for example. If... Since Russia is the one invading Ukraine, and they have planes and shit, Ukraine has a better view and sight over Russia, because Russia is the ones that have to be, you know, the ones that have to be careful. Ukrainians are just out every day, and if they get shot, like, obviously, Ukraine, uh, Russia just can't go in to a city, shoot everyone, because then Ukraine would know, and by the time Russia are trying to, you know run back to their hiding spot, Ukraine can, you know, uh, detect their footsteps and find whatever the fuck they were. So, yeah, I mean, it just shows that an army is so important because anyone can really own land. Really, anyone. Unless you're, like, a country that is neutral, kind of like Switzerland. In that case, then it doesn't really matter because you're not really going to be attacked or you're not really attacking anyone, but still. Why do you... Well, let's see. How many... Well, yeah. If you go to the... Uh, Air Force, right? Do you want to stay like a long time? Like, how many years do you plan on, on yeah. going for? Um, probably like three or four, maybe. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I was listening to this episode uh, yesterday on, on on Joe Rogan about this dude named Mike Glover. He was in the military, and he was talking about his time as a. As, I'm pretty sure it was a. Uh, God damn, I can't remember. Oh my god. Wait, wait, what are the branches in in the military in? It's Army, Navy, uh, Coast Guard, Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast right? Coast Guard, and Air Force. And then there's like special yeah, yeah. forces, I believe, too. Oh, Navy SEALs. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that, no, too. Na- uh, uh, what's the other one called? Marines. That's another branch. I forgot that one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you call Mike Glover? He, he was in the Army. He, he was talking about how, like, he saw so many dead bodies and shit, and he fought in war for, like, 12 years. So, and then... I forgot. I forgot a lot of information, but like apparently, every few years since you get like paid as an army veteran and like you have to get checked up and shit, they asked him like, um, this is in Texas, and there was like some. It was like a people, you know, checking if he's still eligible for his pay because in the military, like wards and shit, he's a hundred percent disabled because of what he did in 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 in, in the war. Or no, not in the war, but you know, in the army, right? So they have to check him and they question him, and they asked him. Have seen a lot of dead bodies, and he said, you know, I have seen a dead body, and he said, Yeah, hundreds. And they didn't believe that, but also, they also thought he had PTSD, so they were trying to like deduct him or make him go into being, being disabled, or like they were trying to fuck him over. And he knew, so he, it, he saved himself because he was smart. And then after that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot, I forgot about it, but really, if you want to know about it, you should listen to the, to the episode with him and Joe Rogan because I listened to it and I was really interested, but also, like. He talked about how he was labeled a domestic terrorist. That was fucking insane to hear. And I really loved it because, yeah. like, his voice was so soothing and shit. 
I could understand him. It was fun listening to him. It was fun to, you know, learn about the life of a of a veteran because every veteran has their own story. You know, every veteran lives a life that no one could ever imagine. You know, the trauma and the and the and the you know memories that they have, especially if you're like in like the old days, like the wars, like the Vietnam War or like other you know other wars and shit like that. Like, you are gonna go through a rough time with your last few years because you're in like your fifties or forties, right? But as time goes on. That trauma and that PTSD or the TBI gets way worse. I mean, way worse. Like it is, it's it's not gonna change because, you know, you take medicine or you get help, right? It's still gonna be in you somewhat, and so we have to really care about our veterans a lot. I feel like America doesn't care about our veterans. Like it, it hurts to say that, but our veterans are so disrespected in our country. Like if you like if if you Google probably like a like you could easily just Google a veteran talking about America and how he feels about it. Like you you could find plenty of videos of a veteran telling you how how disappointed he is in America and how he feels about America, just because the way he was treated back then was like a hero. Now they're treated like an absolute fuckhole. Like they're highly disrespected and it, and it's messed up because without them we wouldn't be here. So why do we treat them like absolute ass? You know I. I feel bad, and I I wish America and the world could value our veterans for once. Like, have, you know, like, people take Memorial Day and Veterans Day as, like, a day off, you know? Which, to be fair, if you're if you're in a family where, like, no one served in the Army or no one, like, had any trouble with the military and shit like that, you know, like, any of that at all, then I guess, yeah, it is, it is a day off, but millions of families go through Veterans Day and Memorial Day every single year because... It's important to remember them. But here's the thing, though. It shouldn't be a day. It should be maybe all the time. You know, of course, have a holiday with a day off. But there should be... But it should be recognized that our veterans and our dead veterans should be remembered every single day because how important they are in the shaping of America. I mean, look at us. We, we like, our veterans that, that managed to beat Britain, look at them. Like, they would have never thought America would have been this big and this amazing because they knew that they were pretty weak back then. And even though they beat England, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure in their head they, they were thinking, like, are we gonna get bigger? You know, are we gonna get better? Because by the time, I mean, before we were born, of course, America was already the full fifty states and shit. Like, that, that's for most people. Unless you're like pretty old, then you could be older than Hawaii and Alaska and probably another state. Because I think there's three states that are pretty, like pretty young. Like, because I know Alaska, Hawaii. Are, are, like, the youngest ones, and they were, like, 90s, but, hold up, hold up, hold up, when was, I know, I, I know Alaska was the 50th, I'm pretty sure, yeah, uh, Alaska was the, was, was 1959, January 3rd, I oh, know, Hawaii was the 50th, but, yeah, it's pretty weird how, like, America was always changing, because technology changed, and more, more people came to America, because they knew, the jobs were better in America. They knew the world was better in America. They knew life was better in America. They just knew going from Europe, Asia, Africa, South America, uh, Oceania to America was a whole life-changing experience because Europe is kind of under-advanced when you think about it. Compared to America, there are so many countries in, in Europe, right, that are pretty under-advanced. Same for South America, same for Africa, same for Asia. No country is as advanced as America. Now, maybe in terms of, like, architecture, you know, but I feel like, or, like, technology, Japan could maybe have that, or, you know, like, 
Spain or Italy, they can have that for sure. But when you view a country and yeah, yeah, that one too. But when you view a country of like how impactful it is for people to like live a life. And then you could definitely put America up there because everyone has so many I- immigrant parents. My parents are immigrants and look at them. They're living a good life. Like back, if they stayed in Vietnam, they would have been dirt poor. Like, because the currency from Vietnam to, uh, in- to, to dollars is dirt shit. It is absolute ass. So if they lived the life in, that they wanted in Vietnam and mm-hmm. I was born in Vietnam, I would, and, and then I, and then I, I moved to uh, America, the net worth that I had in Vietnam, which is considered like financially stable would be, Considered like barely living in America because that's how because Vietnam is such a a cheap poor country compared to America which is with inflation it gets richer and richer day by day and more expensive it's like Zimbabwe so if I had moved to no no not no not like Zimbabwe the opposite of Zimbabwe so if I had moved so if I lived in Vietnam moved to America I would be probably living in an apartment living in you know you know re- relying on an old car relying on like. Barely any meals. Like I, I'd be relying on the minimalist stuff to to keep my day to day life normal. So I'm. That, that's why I think America is the most advanced because it gives people the best lives. And when you think about how many immigrants there are that came here and got rich and you know have have a life in general, it's amazing. I know a bunch of rich Asians that if they had stayed in their home native country would have never in, been in that position at all because the, the opportunities that, that they have in those countries and also the money in those countries isn't as amazing as America. Now, of course, I won't down them countries. Every country has their rich, you know, rich group of people who are advanced, of course, but when you, when, when you think about it the most, it's going to be America at first for me. I don't think there's any country that touches it. Maybe China, you're right about that, but in my opinion, I think America, because, I mean, I'm pretty sure after... China, America has a lot of billionaires too. I'm pretty sure the list is like Russia. No, no, Russia's poor. Pretty sure it's China, America. What would be, what would the third country with the most billionaires be? Um, probably. I'm just I'm uh, trying to think. Romania, maybe. Oh wow. We we are both wrong. It's actually Switzerland with the most millionaires. Sixteen point four percent of the adult population owning assets worth more than one million U.S. dollars, and then Luxembourg, and then Iceland. Well, here's the reason: Iceland is because um it has a small population. Luxembourg is well, Luxembourg and Switzerland are pretty rich, are really rich countries, and a lot of people like to put their money into like Swiss banks because I don't know why, but I know like the money is uh the banks are much different. But let's see. Oh wow! There's over eighteen point sixty one million millionaires in the U.S. That's what about that's in um, Romania? I I wonder uh, how many millionaires. I'm guessing a lot as well. A lot of like those like small European countries that have like very small populations are bound to be rich as fuck. Um, Romania has over. 33,000 millionaires, but with COVID, it drops to 25,000. So, not as much. Because I, I, I know the population of Romania is pretty high as well. I know it's like over a million at least. Yeah, look, oh no, Romania has 20 million people. So, it's a very small percent of people in Romania have a uh, million dollars. Like, it's like what? That's like 0.00 something right there. But it's very small compared yeah. to America. Because America has 300 million people and 18 million bi- millionaires. And that's going to keep going. 
the the amount of millionaires in America will not stop growing until we see the big paying jobs stop hiring. Because I mean, in in the tech uh, area right now, so many people are getting laid off their jobs, like Meta or uh, 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 can't think Meta, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all those you know big tech or Netflix too, all those big uh, tech apps. No, not tech apps, but like apps on, on the internet, right, that people use day, day by day, are laying off so many employees. And, of course, they pay pretty good, I'm guessing, because, you know, they're in charge of a big-ass app that everyone uses day by day. So it's weird to see how maybe the amount of millionaires will increase because of, like, real estate and how houses are getting more expensive. But in my eyes, I think millionaires will be kind of like the, the, the birth rate and the death rate. It's going to be very, very close. And we'll... And Although, I think the amount of millionaires increasing will be higher, like the birth rate, it's going to be very little. I mean, very little. It's going to be like one millionaire for every, uh, it's going to be ten millionaires for every one non-millionaire. Like, like like one person that is no longer a millionaire, kind of like Kanye, how, how he's not a billionaire anymore because all of his cut ties. And then after that, he uh, he went to, uh, now, now he's at, I want to say half a million dollars, no, half a billion dollars, or either... 50 million. It's one of those numbers. I forgot, but I'm guessing it's half a billion because he lost Adidas. He lost all of his like sports shit with his Yeezys and stuff. So he lost he lost a lot of money from that. But have you heard about the shooting happening in uh, California on uh, Lunar New Year? No, I have not actually. I did. It, uh, it was pretty sad because like it's 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 by a, a dude who is Vietnamese and it, it, it hurts me because it's it's, it, it's like. It's kind of like COVID, you know. Like I remember when COVID started, I see I I I I kept hearing about the hate crimes happening online. You know, peop, this a group of people beats up Asian dude because and blames him for COVID. Or uh, video sparks out on uh, group, uh, pe- someone bullying an Asian dude for causing COVID. You know, and you kept seeing that, and the racism on Asian people were just growing more and more. If not like like back then, it was pretty big, but now it was so much more because of COVID. And with that shooting, I'm worried even more because now. If someone that's like, you know, like it's like now I'm afraid people who are Asian might start targeting other Asians because of the shooting. It's weird, but I can imagine that happening because I feel like people who are always like 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 people who are Asians that maybe hate Vietnam could be like, hey, look, one of your people just killed a bunch of people, so now I'm gonna hate you guys. It's it's just how it's just it's it's how like people hate a, a group of people for one thing one person did. So it's messed up, and I'm worried it might happen, but so far I haven't seen that much, but very unfortunate death, you know, to, to see that someone from my, from my country, no, no, but someone from my race, and he was, he was like 72. The fact that a 70-year-old shot that many people, and then killed him, you know, he shot, uh, he killed 11, injured 9, and then he killed himself in a, in, in a, um, a white van after being in a standoff with police, you know, it was crazy. And there's this video too of one of the because uh, this is like a a ballet place like like a dance practice place for like the celebration of the New Year right, and it showed a camera of the store's owner his son was trying to take the gun out of the shooter because the shooter planned on shooting two places uh one both were dance like practice taking place so he was he he was done with the first one he got a bunch already and then he wanted to go into the second one now when he, when he entered the second one. The workers, no, the owner's son saw him and then started wrestling him for the gun. Now, luckily, the, o- the, the shooter is an old-ass dude. Imagine if he was 40 years younger 
and had the reflexes of, like, you know, a sports player. He could have easily shot him in the face, killed him, and went out and then got even more. But because he's old and he was trying to, like, shoot the gun, he was trying to, like, you know, fight fight him for the gun. But luckily for us, the young dude won the gun because obviously he's much more stronger. The old dude isn't going to, you know, be able to overstrength the young dude. And so because of that, he saved multiple lives and it was just heroic to see. And then the gun got taken and then the old dude went on, went to hiding. And, and after that, shot himself. But it's crazy though. Like it just shows that anyone can shoot anyone. No matter how old you are. I mean, there's a whole six-year-old, like there's a whole case. A whole ass six-year-old shot their kindergarten teacher in the middle of class. And, and, and like, can you imagine that? Also, and I saw that video. This baby was holding a gun. And literally pulled the trigger, but luckily it wasn't like you know loaded. But literally ain't like like they had it under their uh, neck. No, yeah, they had it. No, they had it under their chin, and they pointed it, and then they pulled the trigger. Could you imagine if it was loaded, bro? People would have heard that, went outside, and they saw a baby's brain plastered on the ground, blood and guts everywhere as it's bleeding out, and then the parents come outside and see their baby dead. And then the the office, and then there was a whole like TV show. It was it was like it was called um something, but. There was a TV show airing, and one of the neighbors called the police, and the police literally came over while, you know, literally filming the show, went in the house, asked the parents, and the parents were like, oh, I don't know, um, that's my brother's gun, he just leaves it here, and then turns out the parents get arrested, and then, you know, which is good, because the fact that I literally witnessed a kid holding a gun to his head, and then pulled it, is insane to me. Like, he has no idea what a gun is, he found it. Holds it, and he's outside. By the way, he's outside, you know, in the cold. It's it's nighttime. There's no one out there. He's just I don't know why he's out there. He's out there with a diaper on. That's it. And he's just casually holding a fucking gun. Just that's it. He's holding a gun. And then the reason that the neighbor even knew hit a gun because she was walking up the stairs. Because he this, 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 this is like the the top floor. So she's walking up. I'm guessing after like you know going shopping or something like like, like grocery shopping, right? Holding it, and the kid points at her and, and then says, "Hey, look what I have." Could you imagine if that was loaded, bro? Not only could that kid have died, but that woman could have died from an injury, right? Or from an accidental shooting. Why do parents not have any control over the kids? Like, protect your guns. Put them in a safe. You know, put them somewhere a kid would never check, let alone could ever access. Put it somewhere tall that a kid that's like, you know, a newborn can't open because they're two feet tall. I don't get why parents can't simply control what they do. They make a gun so easily accessible. But also, like, it's weird because parents, some, some parents, they show their kids a gun. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. My, 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 my friends, no, my friend told me his dad literally showed him his gun. Like, who does that? I could never, if I had a kid, I would never, ever, and I mean ever, show my kid a gun. Because they, they're going to see that. And then imagine they play video games or, or they go to the store. They, they see Nerf guns. They see, you know, guns in the game. And they see it shoots people. And they see it kills people. Of course, you could say, well, it's just a toy. But this can influence the kid. If you show a kid a gun and then they see toy guns and then they know what that gun does. And they and then they don't realize that when you kill someone in real life, they're dead forever. Because in, in a game, you know, you can respawn. They'll think, you know what, what if I just take the gun and I just pow pow someone in the, in the fucking, you know. In, in the body. Well, what? They're, they're, they're going to respawn, right? No. What's your opinion on gun control and like, shit like that? Uh, I think you should just put it away and 
hide it from your kids or just not bring it out unless you really have to. I mean, but there's some kids out there that are, like, trained to use guns that, like, if you're at, like, a younger age, don't let them even see it. Yeah, I agree. It, 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 it's very stupid for anyone at all to show, like, a kid maybe under the age of 18, let alone. I, I feel like a kid shouldn't see a gun until they're 18. It makes it makes much more sense because it, until you're eight, like even at eighteen, you're still very immature and in the head sometimes. But at eighteen, you're much more you know thoughtful and you're much more mature than like a sixteen or seventeen year old would be, or fifteen or fourteen or thirteen, right? So I think people shouldn't really see guns until they're eighteen. I mean, I've seen guns before. It's fucking weird because I was so young and it felt scary to me because like I knew what a gun could do, but there are kids out there who don't get that because they're too because they're exposed to a gun. A gun at such a young age that by the time they see a, another one, they view it as like a joke and they view it as something to like like a toy. So I don't know why people are okay with that because well not should like parents should I say parents are okay with that. Parents will just show their kid a gun and then go back to doing what they were doing as if they just didn't show a kid a lethal weapon. That if a parent that plus kids are sneaky as hell. A kid could just watch like a, a kid could be walk walk into his room but then listen closely for his dad's footsteps. To mimic where he's walking to, listen for when the gun is placed on. That way, he knows where the gun is, and boom, a kid could easily locate that gun. God, who knows where? Like God, who knows how many parents in, in nowadays have guns, and all their kids know. I'm sure a lot of like people who live in like dangerous areas, like East Tacoma, for example. I'm sure people who live in like the East East Tacoma own hella guns. So I can imagine all the all those kids. That may have you know have been exposed to guns is is sad to me. It's really sad to me, and, I, and I'm scared for our future because our future is going to be obsessed with guns. I know for a fact that when these children that are like seven and eight that play games every day that have guns in it, they're going to buy a gun when they're eighteen, and they're going to use it daily, maybe for hunting, maybe for just practicing, right? But once, but like imagine one day. Like, they just have a gun on them because I know some people, they carry a gun for safety reasons, like, you know. So, imagine someone's just carrying a pistol, and then you piss someone off, and they just pull it out, and they just shoot you. Murder, like, kill, like being killed now is so goddamn easy because people do the dumbest decisions. I swear, people people will do very dumb stuff, and then once they realize that, that they're kind of fucked, it kills them. And, of course, in their in that moment, they, they, they regret it, and they want to, you know, they want to stop themselves, but it's too late. You can't stop yourself if you're already in it, so... Always think twice, or maybe more than twice. Maybe think four times. Maybe think six times. Maybe think eight times. Because that could be your last of your thought. It really could. It could be your final goodbye. It could be your final memory. Like it, it, it's embarrassing. Imagine your final memory being mauled by a fucking tiger in a zoo because you dumbly, because you stupidly climbed in, and then your parents didn't pay attention to you. I mean, that's both your fault and the parents' fault right there. So, I just hope I. Uh, I, I just hope people who are my friends and who, and like, if they have kids. Do you want kids? Oh, yeah. At some point. In yeah, but, yeah, but, like, if you want kids or someone else wants kids, of course, it's wrong of me to, you know, judge someone on how they're, you know, parenting. But in my own opinion, I, I, I just want a, a parent who can truly care about their kid and know when their kid is do, doing something stupid and stop them. Like gentle parenting, gentle parent parenting is very stupid to me because they can do the worst shit and they get forgiven. Oh, you just slapped your baby sister? Oh, that's okay. Just don't do it again. I, I, I saw this TikTok. 
this mom favorites her son so much that once that when her son hits one of the one of uh, her daughters, she just says, "Well, maybe maybe he's having a bad day." I'm sorry, but if my child, I don't care who, if my child is getting beaten by their father, by their oh, by their mother, by anyone at all, it can be my best friend. I couldn't huh? even hear what you just said. It's like a little laggy. I, I don't know if it's you or if it's me, but like I just can't hear you for a moment, but I can now. Oh, but I was also saying like, if anyone at all beats a child, I'm gonna defend my beaten child. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend the abuser. Like that's kind of fucked up to defend an abuser. It's like you see that happen a lot though. You see a lot of people in a in a abusive relationship. They they defend the abuser. Oh, he loves me or she loves me. Uh, they were just going through a rough time, you know. Yeah. They were at work late, so um, it, it's just too much for me. Like, no, I know that you love them, but you have to, you know, separate the love and the abuse. And then you realize, in the middle, there's no love at all. You realize if someone abuses you, then there's no love. There, there can't be love in abuse because, you know, because if you see it as love and it's like taking out you on a date, you know, giving you money, buying you stuff. That's just you. That, that that's just them, trying to get you to forgive them. It's not love. It's abuse and manipulation, and it is messed up and it is fucked up. And I and I wish for the worst on anyone who does that to their lover, because you then you just you're just using them. You're using them as like a punching bag. You're using them as someone that you don't care about enough. And I really hope that if I know any of my friends, I know that they won't do that shit because I know I, my friends are pretty good keep people. I, I I know you're a good guy. I know you know. Most of my friends are, you know, good people. And I just hope they don't get into an abusive stage in their life where they have to feel like the need to release their anger on a, a woman or a man, you know, or a child. Or just really anyone. Unless it's, like, you know, agreed on both sides. But, and, and this is why I think punching bags should be sold, you know, publicly, like, for free. Or like cheaper, though. People, like, especially for people who have anger issues. Why don't we have, like, why, like, why don't a therapist, like, why, why don't we allow therapists to give a, punching back to a kid with angry issues. That way he, he can stop, you know, letting it out on his friends or his siblings, right? And instead on a punching bag. Or something that is punchable and, um, you know, has, what is it called? Um, what's the word? It starts with a D. Duration, right? No, 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 no. Um, forgot. God damn it. But, like, something that is easily beaten and can still dirt ugh, fuck ugh, god damn it but like something that you can punch or release your anger on and still be okay and the thing that you're punching can still be okay because obviously if you punch someone they're gonna be sad they're gonna start crying they're gonna be sad you know they're gonna be mad and then they want to you know in revenge punch you back too in the end that causes a fight and the end that causes more trouble that was not needed for both sides of parties so you get a punching bag Punching bag can't do shit about that, and you can do everything you want to the punching bag. And then after that, your anger is out, and you're much better, and you're feeling like a much better person, and so is everyone around you. They're safer, you're safer, and in the end, you're perfectly fine. See? Easy solution right there. Mm -hmm. Caleb, do you have anger issues? Uh, yeah, a lot, probably. I mean, I play Rust. How do you, uh, how do you... I get mad. <laughs> um, How do you release your anger? Most of the time, I'll just like hop on. Uh, if I'm playing a game, then I'll just 
hop on a different server, like something that doesn't matter that much to me, I'll just take it out on mm -hmm. the people in that server by just trying my hardest just to get everything out yeah. of me. Or if it's like not on games, I'll just like probably just go lay down and just chill out for a moment, not do anything really. I just like chill out for a second and then the anger all goes away. That's a really healthy way. That that was actually very good. Like hearing that from you was actually a, a pro probably a really good way for people that have anger issues and can't control it. Like really good. So that was that was good to hear from you. But apart from that, uh, thank you for being here, Caleb. That was uh, a great position to be. Uh, thanks for being here. All right. Bye, bye everyone. All right. Bye, Caleb.